Hey, Jeff, how's Hong Kong? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Just act Chinese. <laughs> Welcome to the Curiosity Public Podcast. I'm Dutch. Jules here. Dylan. I'm Jeff. Jeff with the PH. <laughs> Jeff with the PH. Yep. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about right now. But first, the most interesting thing to talk about is what is in your glass. Jeff, what are you chugging? I am drinking Yamazaki 12-year that uh, you gave me, Dutch, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a excellent uh, beverage there that is a highly sought after beverage okay. i know you only have a little bit of this left and i've got uh, a good two-thirds of a bottle left so Ooh, very nice whoa yes dylan what are you what are you drinking i'm drinking the mccallan gold double cast scotch single malt whiskey nice yeah very good jules so, i'm uh, going back to old faithful here blanton's single barrel still gotta get through this bottle three out of four podcasts <laughs> jules drinks blanton's <laughs> Until the bottle is done. Dude, that bottle should be dusted by now, man. It's getting there. He's not even drinking. It's probably like one more it. pour. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. And I am, uh, I'm working on an Old Fitz. Oh, nice. nice. Bottom shelf version that uh, exists only in Kentucky and surrounding areas. Ooh. Yeah, kind of going cheap. You know, mass produced. Speaking of which... <laughs> <laughs> segway beautiful segway wow what a segway dude <laughs> um there are, you know we like to talk about things that are that sell well like what are the most popular bourbons in the united states but asking a bigger question like what's the best-selling spirit in the entire world i feel like i see so many of these lists and sometimes they say different things but dylan you've got some interesting stuff to talk about regarding yeah. very popular product that is not very popular here in the U.S. though. Yeah, I, I will admit I was very, very ignorant about this particular drink until recently. Now I'm an expert. But in 2018, this particular spirit, they created and sold 10.8 billion liters in 2018. And this liquor is called Baiju. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's, so it's clearly an expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made the, the Western pronunciation of that perfectly. Hey, uh, be quiet, you. All right, listen. So apparently it translates to white clear liquor. So, you know, straightforward. But you oh, wait, know, hang on, hang on. Is it white or is it clear? It's white dash clear. I mean... Yeah. Look, it, just means, it just means white. It just means white, white alcohol. Like it's Chinese. It's mysterious. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but I want to focus on a specific article. Um, there was an article in Food and Wine that was published in 2019 that talk about Baiju, saying that this is something that you need to know because they're selling so much of it. It is the most consumed liquor in the world. A lot of the brands that are associated with this particular liquor is not really well known. Non-Chinese drinkers are not clamoring for this. And yet it is extremely popular. And so again, I was not really aware of this liquor until recently. And I've tried it and I'm 
curious what everybody thinks about it. And then there was another article that when I was doing a deep dive, I looked at, there was another article in 2015. It was in New York Magazine, Grub Street, talking about the best-selling, funkiest tasting liquor in the world. And they went through that as well. So the panel will discuss this particular liquor and what you think about it. Wow, riveting. I mean, is this why Jeff's here? This is why <laughs> Jeff is here. But I mean, it's very apropos because my strongest associations with Baiju are when I'm at Jeff's place for Chinese New Year and he makes me drink it. He forces me to drink. You mean Lunar New Year? Yes. He makes me drink <laughs> Red Star. No, Baiju. no, no. We own it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not like, I mean, the Red Star stuff is not super, super offensive. I don't enjoy it, but (laughs) it's not good, but it doesn't make me want to throw up. How about that? Wow. That is an amazing endorsement of this liquor. Duchess quotes, you know, it's not offensive and it doesn't want to make me throw up. (laughs) Dutch. Curiosity public. Didn't make me throw up. That's my review of it. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. But I thought about it for a second. (laughs) Well, describe the flavor. Uh, so the, the thing that always strikes me about it is there's there's an experience to drinking it. Like there's definitely this warming experience that happens whenever you drink it. And then there's always <laughs> there's always this chemical experience. Like it just kind of tastes like chemicals. Like there's a part of me that every time I drink it tells me you shouldn't be drinking this. <laughs> like it's not meant to be consumed by a human. It's like for an automobile or something. But you know, you wow, some- another endorsement there. <laughs> it's like it tastes like motor oil. Dutch. <laughs> Dutch out. Dutch out. I'm going to just stop talking now. You, you realize you just offended like 1.5 billion people. No, because there's people- only 1.4. <laughs> wow. I think it's down to like under 1 billion now, actually. I think oh, wow. India's, okay, India's now India's that's sad. China. Dylan, you and Jules, have you guys ever tried Baiju? Yes. And the immediate thing that comes to mind is blackout. Whenever I have that <laughs> really? stuff, I black the f- out dude i get like the funky taste it's rotten fruit (laughs) all that and then i drink too much of it because i'm usually at jeff's house with dutch and we just get faced and i totally blacked out oh man so that's what i know about you this most recent chinese new year was probably one of the worst as far as pretty epic man it's pretty epic i don't i would argue that wasn't necessarily the baijiu that that is in but it was more the entire bottle of Blue Label, the giant bottle of sake, <laughs> the two bottles of white wine. There was a lot. There were a lot of bottles there finished, but there was definitely a bottle of Red Star Baiju finished that night. Yes, there was. And I will say like that kind of follows the pattern of drinking in China as well. You guys know I spent a couple of years there. The pattern of drinking in China is basically if you're just drinking with food for fun, then you're drinking beer. But if you're drinking to get messed up or to celebrate something, then you're drinking Baijiu. That is because it's high proof, it's readily available, and everyone doesn't really hate it necessarily, depending on what you get. I will say the Red Star that you guys have had is the less inoffensive style of Baijiu. Like it's pretty vanilla and not very strongly flavored. Oh, that is awesome, man. That means like (laughs) we basically got our asses kicked by like the weakest one. Yeah, by like the Miller Lite of Baijiu. (laughs) The most most approachable Baijiu. That's great. Thanks a lot. Well, I mean, it's, it's mass market. Like if like the stuff Jules in that segment, uh, what did Jules buy? Where you brought up that little red bottle? That is a style of Baijiu that is much more strongly flavored, and, and a lot of people don't like that stuff. It's like if you're drinking um, like a Talisker or a Lagavulin versus a very weak, mild Scotch. So like 
nastiness is like Pete. <laughs> the Chinese just know I, how to do I this. I suppose nasty. that's been my experience is that if someone gives you a really nice baijiu or, you know, a really a very widely known one, it's going to be generally inoffensive and a little bit smoother than, you know, if someone drags out something like a special one that isn't very widely known. Yeah, let me ask. So I tried, again, uh, I'm going to butcher the uh, pronunciation here, but it's Luzo Lao Jiao. Have you heard that? Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of it, but I mean, it's just, it just means old alcohol from a specific place. So I've tried that and that was extremely strong. I thought the smell and the flavor was extremely bold. That's a polite way of putting it. I think is it the sorghum? Is it the is it that flavor that people talk about? It's hard to describe. I would yeah. right soy sauce. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, actually, sauce I think is a is a very good term for it's it. It's very like fermenty kind of. Um, in in the nicer biters I've had, it's almost floral, but it does always have that kind of funky undertone to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, the sorghum is interesting, but I, what I've always been intrigued with is, as far as I know, it's always unaged. Like, what would happen if you took by like sorghum distillate and put it in an oak barrel for a couple of years? I'm interested in that oak or even double barrel second maturation but starting with a sorghum distillate like that because it's we've tried like white dog that goes on to become bourbon Mm. and it's you know it doesn't taste chemically like that but you get that almost like popcorn corniness because it's so so, so high in corn but that kind of goes away a lot of that goes away when you age the white dog so i'm i'm just always been really intrigued by this because it's just another grain right like it should age and maybe it would become really interesting i mean i I am completely unaware of any aged type of baiju though i have a question for jeff though that was kind of a question for jeff but go ahead (laughs) oh okay i I thought it was i thought it was a a rhetorical your question's (laughs) irrelevant i'm just talking here yeah oh i didn't listen yourself (laughs) who cares listen uh so my my question for jeff uh, we'll skip is, right over Dutch's question. Right, which sorry. is more, which you can you can answer it later. But uh, <laughs> my question is: Do most people, when they get this type of liquor, is it shots? Do people just kind of take the shot? You put it in a little glass and you take it, take the shot, or you find that people sip it? Because I usually sip most liquors. I don't like taking shots unless I'm at some party or whatever, and everybody's doing it. I tend to enjoy the liquor. I tend to sip on it. I will admit that the Baijiu that I had, it was very difficult to sip. So my question is, do people actually sip this thing? I can only speak to what I've seen. And in my experience, nobody sips Baijiu. It's always done as a shot. And like I said before, like people don't really drink Baijiu for flavor or <laughs> enjoyment, typically. They drink it to get f***ed up or to celebrate something. And a lot of the cachet that comes from the popular brands of Baijiu, they actually sell this in some Costco's now. Uh, it's a Mao Tai. It's like the, the most famous and oldest brand of Baijiu available. And it, I think it runs about $300 a bottle, but the cachet is really in the price. So if someone pulls that out, it's basically, you see a ripple effect around the table. Everyone's like, oh, you got this. This is a special occasion. And this is how much you care about the occasion or about us. It's not 
really about the flavor of the alcohol. It's more about one, the respect that you get for bringing it to the table and two, basically getting everybody trashed. It still tastes like a chemistry experiment. Yeah, it tastes pretty much this. To me, I can't really tell the difference between it and uh, Red Star stuff that I, that I get you guys. I mean, I'm just, I don't have a refined palate, but as far as I know, I don't know of anyone who drinks Baijiu for the taste. It's interesting it's a- because I, I have started to see it crop up in um, in cocktail culture. Like I think mixologists are kind of obsessed with making something palatable out of it. Right. I don't know if that's more of just a challenge thing for them or if it's actually like an interest that they have in the flavor profile. So because- you say that it's that thing that is drunk in order to get drunk. Is there also an element of punishment involved with it? I wouldn't say punishment so much as challenge. I will say when I Fair was enough. dating JJ and she took me back to her hometown to meet all of her family, basically, her uncles and cousins basically sat me down at the table and everyone wanted to take a shot of Baijiu with me. So I ended up taking about 10 or 11 shots of Baijiu that day. And so it was really like a test of you as a person, of you as a, as a man, right. really. Did I take it you passed? I did pass, barely. It was, I was pretty pretty unsteady at the end of that, but I drank a couple of her uncles pretty much onto the table, so it was good. Nice. Yeah. Wait, but how much how much do you drink in a shot? They're, they're very small shot glasses. I would say like... So not even an ounce? Like a third, maybe the size of, a, of, a, of one of our shot glasses here. Half the size? Half? Yeah, a third to a half. A third. A third. Wow, that's really small. It's really small. But so it's like half an ounce of liquor then probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thereabouts. But a lot of people, they don't have those specific glasses. So you end up drinking it out of just whatever plastic cups they have sitting around. Yeah. So they'll pour big shots. Interesting. Yeah. It's a different drinking culture over there. I don't know of anyone really, even for beer that drinks beer for pleasure and taste. Most of their beer, at least from the northeast of China, comes from the German kind of tradition because that's where the Germans settled. So you get a lot of very light lagers coming out of that area and that style trickled out to the rest of the country. So a lot of the Chinese beer is very much kind of, it tastes like water, basically. Interesting. So they talk about how it's really popular. Is it popular amongst younger generations? We always talk about like the up and coming younger middle class demographic in China. Are they drinking this? When I go on like business trips and stuff where I talk to folks from China, they don't drink this. They don't drink this with their clients, maybe because they assume that other people outside of China don't like it or don't drink it. And we end up drinking scotch. So do they drink this? I mean, do young people, you know, sit down and go, hey, you know, let's go get that bottle of Baijiu and and, and drink this? I would say in the tier one cities probably much less than outside of them so beijing shanghai shenzhen or guangzhou like the cup the places that do a lot of business with foreign companies and foreign people they will have adopted a lot more of the foreign drinking culture so you'll see a lot more scotch there wine is very popular red and white wine both but outside of those top tier cities once you get down into wuhan for example or like the sichuan provinces or you know anywhere in the countryside i think baijiu is still very much in the top tier of drinks just because it's widely available and it's cheap Hmm, intriguing i you know i remember when i was in china for your wedding jeff like that was a few years back but i kind of feel like coffee shops were going crazy there were coffee shops and like all kinds of interesting coffee drinks everywhere do you think the culture would end up at a place where cocktails become like that, like where people start crafting cocktails and maybe incorporating traditional ingredients into modern expressions like this? Absolutely. 
I know of at least one cocktail that's come out of, I think it was Hong Kong, but it was breathing out over into Shanghai. When I was there, it's basically just green tea and whiskey, and they mix that together over ice. It's actually really good. I've tried it a couple of times. But honestly, the culture of, of alcohol is, is so different there. Like I mentioned wine a minute ago, and one of, one of the ways I've seen people drink wine in China is look at basically the most expensive bottle of French wine that they can find, and then they'll mix it with 7-Up. Oh, whoa. <laughs> really? Because they feel like it's not sweet enough or you know people really go for simple bold flavors over there at least in my experience and i spend most of my time outside of the tier one cities i think in shanghai beijing places like that you'll see drinking culture much more closely aligned with western drinking culture so they not only want it sweeter but they also want it carbonated <laughs> yeah i mean that could be part of it too yeah. <laughs> i mean i see some messed up stuff man. <laughs> i should try that <laughs> with my lemonade <laughs> Red Star Lemonade. Uh, Dylan, you had one more question for us or not? I guess the question is, do you drink this on a frequent basis? Do you long for it? Do you search for it on a weekend? You say, you know, I had a long weekend. I'm going to drink this fragrant baijiu as a nightcap, for example. Do you find yourself going after that? No, I've never <laughs> reached for that bottle, like basically in my spare time. I reserve, I reserve baijiu for two things. One is for tormenting jewels and Dutch <laughs> on Chinese New Year, or on Lunar New Year, excuse me. And you then, do an amazing job at it. <laughs> oh, and the other is for cooking with. There's a few chili really? recipes, especially things like JJ does a pickled or fermented chili sauce, and one of the ingredients is baijiu. Hmm. Whoa. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad that I am an object of your punishment through baijiu. <laughs> but I will but say, it's, it's a great catalyst for a party, though. Hey, hey, those Chinese New Year parties are doubt. amazing, no doubt. <laughs> My goal is to always them, black but, out at every one yeah, of them. Yeah, I don't always remember them, but... <laughs> I, I always feel them for a few days afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I take, it takes weeks now. I need a yeah. week recovery. Seriously. That's All right, guys. Uh, interesting topic. Interesting discussion. Jules, why don't you take us out of here? Well, uh, Jeff, thanks for uh, joining us today. And uh, for those of you listening on our podcast, thank you for listening. This is uh, It's new to us, so we're still getting used to our programming. But for those of you on YouTube, comment below. We do read them. And smash that thumbs up button. Tap subscribe for more from Curiosity Public. Stay safe. Stay curious. Who clicks anymore? <laughs> Tap okay. your screen with your tongue or something? How about smother?